Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And today in the pod, after a brief hiatus, we're back in the USA. Covering Survivor 42, episodes 8 and 9. We are doing some double dips over the mm. next couple of weeks to get caught up. We're double dipping. We're going to do an 8 and 9 tonight. We'll do a 9 and 10 drop on Thursday, babies. And then we'll be caught back up. And then you can come with us across the pond. As we, yeah, we'll be focusing heavily on UK content in the month of May and June. And Whoopi Month continues. Her dark rain, is it fucked up to say dark rain? Her comedic rain over the pod, stretching into its third month. <laughs> Whoopi Week, yeah, we no, released. No, she won't go into June. I bet she will. It's just going to be April and May, bitches. All right. But today... We're here. We're not talking Whoopi. In America. We're talking all of our American friends, like... Season 42. Roxroy and Marianne. and hi. Fucking Lindsay. Yeah, Omar. Omer. Omer. Jeff Probst. All of them. Everybody. All of them. The whole game. Everybody. Okay, but real quick, if there were Survivor 42 babies, who would you most oh, want to see as an animated baby? Fucking Roxroy. Roxroy is an animated baby? Oh, I love it. How about you? His little glasses. Uh, Romeo. <laughs> With his, like, Caesar haircut. Oh, God. Okay, moving on. Speaking of Romeo. No, little baby Jonathan. I <laughs> little baby strongman Jonathan. Found you. Oh, oh. <laughs> He's like Bam Bam. Oh, no, he's not. What? Sins of the father don't hmm. necessarily fall upon the son, right? Just you wait. Let's wait until he does something overtly racist <laughs> or gets defensive for no reason when race is brought up. Let's then you'll know see. he's a racist. That has, right. That would never happen. We are rolling in. Foreshadowing <laughs> alert. What's that alarm going off? Ah, the foreshadowing alarm. I didn't know tornado. we had one of those. What? Tornado. Um, so it's night six. Teen. Oh, night 16. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, and we're going to cut right to Romeo being like, bitch, please. Yeah. Well, first he's like, hey, guys, no hard feelings. Votes are votes, right? We're just playing a game. Cut to Romeo's Fuck talking head. Yeah. I hate them. They suck. I My feelings are very hurt and I don't like any of them. And then we've got the drama of high. And who does he approach and straight up ask who, uh, if they voted for him? Someone who's not Romeo. No, it's some lady it that's a, sitting oh, next gosh, to it's Romeo. It's one of the ladies. I should have my chart. Maybe up. it's Tori. Maybe. It might be Tori. I think it is. Nor is it Lindsay. Maybe. Someone is just like, no, hi, man. I didn't vote for you, bro. I feel and like then, it was real Lindsay vibes. Hi is like, yeah, I know you didn't. He's I fucking big, know it was he's got Romeo. His big fucking magnifying out glass. 
his he's, magnifying out. He's playing Batman, world's greatest detective. Hi. And he calls the hinky vote. Do you understand that? No. I got a hinky vote, he says. No idea. Is it just like high vernacular or is it survivor vernacular? Or is it like... Is it like, oh, Susan Hinky in season four, survivor Pulau Tiga. <laughs> she got that vote, just that one-off vote. Romeo voted some other, some dude named Romeo. It's not the same <laughs> Romeo, but he, it's a hinky vote when Romeo votes on you to make you paranoid. Romeo's just straight up lying to High's face in front of everybody. Yes, he's like, no, I, and then he, and then privately is saying that High is causing drama. And he's like, I voted for High just to upset him and to cause drama. And then in the next breath, High is the one causing all the drama by trying to figure out who's the one stirring up drama. He also says that High looks like he's not all there, which is just like, what the fuck are you talking about, Romeo? I feel like Romeo's just lashing Jesus. out. Jesus. He's wildly lashing out because he got caught trying to stir up some shit with High. Fucking crazy. Romeo is wildin'. He's wildin'. He's a messy bitch, but we kind of love it. Mm, no. He's like a little drama chihuahua. He is a little drama. 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 All right. So, Roxroy, on the other hand, he, while talking to Mike and Jonathan, is like, you know what I realized? There's more dudes than ladies on this tribe at the moment. And you know what never happens? There's never a dude alliance on Survivor. Guys like us, big meatheads, we always get voted off. What if we banded together? Jonathan's just eating this fucking up. Oh, Jonathan. He's just like lapping my, it up they, like a little puppy. He it's hilarious to watch the different type of dude react to the proposed dude alliance because i mean the first people he approaches are the right people right they fucking love it but then he goes to fucking omar and omar's like who the f okay i <laughs> omar's impersonation of rocks right is uh, very funny yes he's just like he just goes so gruff it's like he's pretending to be a cartoon sailor or something he's like playing he's a bluto from popeye but Oh, Rockstar's like, hint, hint, how many dudes are there? Oh, there's more. It's very, you know, over-the-top, cartoony. Roxroy is the president of the misogyny club. Yes. Hi has no interest in being a part of the misogyny club. But I will say the best quote of the episode comes from Roxroy's plant seed, grow seed bear fruit i can't help but like rocks roy <laughs> i don't like the idea of a dude alliance it's no, most palatable it's coming from rocks roy i don't know like i was thinking if i were on survivor i don't know how i would react to someone approaching me about let's do the dude alliance do you I feel think like you would come up with the dude alliance. I would not come up with the dude alliance. And were it to be broached to me, I feel like I would not be able to stop thinking of how poorly it's going to look on television. Mm. That to be a part of the dude alliance isn't going to play well on TV, certainly. Do you think the same thing plays out for a lady alliance? Not at all. And I don't think that's a bad thing. And I'm not, it's just. You know, Lady Alliance, it's always just in the spirit of, like, so often there aren't as many ladies or, you know, right? It's just always like that. So, like, Dude Alliance is just, like, so gauche, right? Yeah, just no, a, I hear you. Just so gauche. 
I can't explain it beyond that. All right. I refuse to. So with that, should we run to immunity and reward? I just want to say that High says that he specifically dislikes how Roxroy interacts with other people. Hmm. How he, he finds them to be very blunt, doesn't let people express themselves, and cuts them off, and he only wants to talk a lot like strategy. What was you saying? <laughs> See, you can't even do it right. Oh, You're not a Roxroy. I'm not a Roxroy. I'm sorry. I tried really hard. Hmm. I mean, that's a Roxroy quality. <laughs> to try really hard? Yeah. Okay. He's got spirit. And he he's going for the kids. He does, does it for the kids. Jeff. That's another thing we have in common. How come nobody's thought about the kids, Jeff? <laughs> My Roxroy impersonation. <laughs> kind of OJ Simpson. A little. All right, now. I'll see you later. Let's not try to cross race lines with our impersonations anymore, maybe. Mm, okay. Only when it they have a very plays out the best. Only if they have a distinctive mm, thing you can play off on that uh, isn't race related. Maybe. Like you can do a, a Barack Obama impersonation. You cannot do a good. I don't know how many episodes of this it's podcast okay are we going to have this conversation. To impersonate Barack Obama because he has a very specific. Do a good Barack Obama and you should not speaking. try to imitate him. Barack Obama. 44? <laughs> All right. It's okay. It's okay. That's we how were we, already canceled. We were doing it's some fine. some uh, some great celebrity impersonations to warm up before the podcast started. And you said we weren't going to do it on the pod. But I knew. I, I guess knew like you got to do RuPaul. Sissy that walk. But I guess that's just like singing a song. Congratulations, baby. Congratulations. I just said congratulations. I ruined it. <laughs> that was awful. I can't do. Fail. I'm trying to think of like what's the way. What's the keystone into RuPaul? You need to find like one thing that you can kind of like build mm. your whole impersonation around. I know, around, right? I know what it is. What is it? And are um, you doing RuPaul in or out of drag? Let's sing for your life. Pretty good, pretty good. It's tough because they usually add some like production on top when they do that in the show. It's like <sighs> echoey and yeah. the camera shaking. It's great. Man, I just wish we were doing a Drag Race podcast. Watch along. Maybe the superior we'll do that next. reality show, truly. All right. Are there any the... drag queens you'd like to see on? I would Survivor? love to see all. Like, I want a mashup drag queen survivor throw in Big Brother. Wouldn't that be fun? What if you could pluck two people from the season of Survivor and put them on Drag Race? Ooh, I mean. Is Roxroy a candidate? Mm. Hi, maybe. I would do well. I would be great. Get like good bone structure. And maybe Omer. Maybe Omer. Omer and High. Mm, I'm trying to think if there's anyone. Mr. Jeff. Jonathan's like the obvious funny choice, but I don't think I actually want to see that. I don't want to see that to it. at all. Fucking weird. Omar and High on drag. That'd be fun. Right? Help Omar blossom. <laughs> all right. Moving on. <laughs> Are we going to immunity Fuck. now? Yes. Damn. Yeah. So, immunity. I thought we weren't going to have that conversation about the pod. <laughs> about, um, you thought we weren't going to discuss immunity on the pod? Yeah, two groups. Two win, two go home, one eats kebabs. Okay, that's good explaining. <laughs> what they're doing is they have to balance on top of this triangular platform in the ocean. Yes. The water's very rough. At different intervals, you have to get down onto more narrow ledges to make it more difficult. Yes. And yes, they're splitting into two tribes for this challenge, competing against each other, meaning that there's going to be... yeah, Well, yeah, two... Fine. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be two tribals. Everyone's gagged. Two people voted off. And it's not like the typical two tribals where, like, you sit in and watch the, like, 
the drama unfold because you're in camp together. Like yes. it's not like you're separated in tribes and you need to know the background. You know how they do that in some where Don't it's they like separate for a brief amount of time though. Right. But like, you know how in some seasons back before their merge, they'll do the, like both tribes are going to tribal, right. but the winning tribe will get to eat dinner at tribal and watch oh, tribal yeah, yeah, go yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. They don't feel necessary. Like they don't feel the need to do that because of the fact that like everyone's in one tribe. But speaking of food, whoever, last the longest of everyone wins beef kebabs for their group beef chicken and veggie kebabs oh yeah yeah just kebabs yes so everyone's everyone's uh gagged at the double vote off and excited for kebabs and ready to get wet and wild on their triangles let's fucking do it our teams team number one yes drea jonathan tori Lindsay, and marianne Love it. Team number two. Fucking, we'd love to see Mike in drag. Hashtag Mike for the gays. Oh, yeah. Why didn't Mike? Oh, in, okay. Gays for the Mike. So high and Mike to drag. High and Mike. Omar doesn't feel like the great fit. Omar. Yeah. Omar in the audience. Yes. Omar as a judge, a panelist. You're a winner, baby. But who would high and Mike play in the snatch game? Oh. I would be. The, like a famous ice skater. Uh, who's the like um the one who did the thing with the knee? Ooh, that'd be fun. And Mike would be who would Mike go as? Bob Dylan? No, no. It needs right. to be a. Need... It's a fucking. They dress up as women. What about like a queen or something? I feel like he could pull off like a royalty, and it'd be oh. really funny, and be kind of like. Uh, I feel like the period queens are never that fun. What about like, um, what about like. A fairy tale character like Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that might be? What fun? about like Rosie like O'Donnell? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I feel like we also have. I feel we didn't get perfect lands for either of them. Honestly, no. I feel like we need to go back to the drawing board on this one. We'll Over think about break. it. We'll think about it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they're going to go from ten people to eight people. Did I say on team number two? No, I just got <laughs> distracted because I thought Mike. I remembered Mike was still in game. Team number two, Mike, <laughs> Roxroy, Omar, Hi, and Romeo. Is it Omar or Omer? I don't know. Okay. Omer. Omer. I'm just gonna like kind of Omer. I'm Omer. just gonna like kind of um, like Omer. 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 <laughs> Omer. It doesn't work if you don't cough over the right part of it. Omer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and so yeah, ten to eight. Um, and they'll know who got voted out, whoever goes to tribal last. Yes. So the, the challenge begins very <laughs> early on. Marianne gives out this hilarious yell within like five seconds. She falls into the ocean and begins a domino effect. Uh, also making Mike, Omer, Roxroy fall in as well. Yeah. Four people fall in within the last minute, within the first minute. And then it's just like on team number two, it's now just high versus Romeo. There's these shots of Romeo's stomach and they are so concaved. It's like you can tell people really need to eat. Oh, gosh. It's like someone give Romeo some fucking food. Lindsay and Jonathan are on the other team because Drea falls out. 
I'm like wondering if it's the wrong season, like to be doing these water challenges. Yes, and when I say season, not like season 42, but like winter, spring, summer, fall season. Yeah, like time of year. Like clearly, water conditions are not right for all these water challenges. Feels like you need to adjust. On one hand, it's like, okay, that's just a fun element to make it more difficult. But when they become borderline <laughs> undoable, yeah, like, or like you can't even. Or it's done in five minutes. Right. You just can't really do the challenge. It's less fun. Yeah. Even with the exciting element of choppy water added <laughs> into the mix. There are some fucking sharks in there. Right? Jars. <laughs> Let's move oh, on. Jaws. I had a stroke. I, as I, said, jaws. <laughs> I was like, jars? jars? What do we need jars for? Why would that, like, jars of sharks in the water? What would that work? Uh, as? Yeah. Little baby sharks? That's what I meant. Little tiny little, little cucumber sharks? I don't know if I turned into a redneck because we're covering mm-hmm. uh, Survivor America or if I had a stroke. Jars. Uh, moving on, though. Hi is now just fighting for food, right? It's just he's in, he's just sticking in to get those kebabs. I feel like I want Lindsay to win the entire season. Yeah, I love one. I, I like Lindsay a lot. I, I, she's fly. <laughs> observing her this episode, and I, I just think that she's great. I want her to win. She's a winner, baby. She does a really good job. There's a lot of. Because it's like riding a bucking buffalo being on top of this fucking triangle thing in the water. And there's just a few moments of Lindsay in particular having almost toppling a lot of near saves, really impressive, nimble foot action going on. It's like fucking dangerous. Like you could fall off this and hit your head on the corner of it and totally die. Jeff is watching from the sidelines. He's like, that's how you do it. Just as people are like almost. Almost. (laughs) You're right. I mean, I am sure you have to sign some waiver that you you... won't. Your family won't pursue the show for everything they're worth. If you die on it. (laughs) How terrible. Probably fall and crack your head on the side of it and just drown. Uh, Lindsay yep. does fall backward silently, into the obvious. ocean and loses. Yes. So now it's just High versus Jonathan. And then quickly after that, High is out and it's just Jonathan. And then Jonathan fucking does a like backflip off the really man. You don't let's not let's not do the backflip off. Like he loves to peacock uh, God, into these moments does. of yes, celebration. Does. That's a great done it multiple times. Way to go. Um, and then no, but then rocks right. So he's Jonathan's really fucking feeling himself here because not mm. only does he do his crazy like backward swan dive of victory, um, oh, I guess it's rocks right as high gets out of the water. You can definitely see rocks right slap high's ass in this like camaraderie football dude sport playing dude alliance type maneuver i could like report that as assault it's not commented upon at all but a hundred percent go back and watch the footage rocks rice slaps high's ass high is like like that could like come on man so much it's a dude thing it's but it's locker room talk mm, with your hands assault (laughs) it was just officer it was just locker room talk with my hands Okay. Cancel rocks right. Cancel rocks right. Cancel everyone. All right. And then when uh, Jonathan goes to get the necklace, he has like the most insane swagger. He's like walking ooh, at a like whoop, 45 degree angle, like yes. fucking a crazy Tex Avery fucking wolf or some <laughs> shit in a zoot suit. 
Mr. Jeff, Mr. don't Jeff. you wanna? I've been waiting for this for a long time, it's, Mr. Jeff. It's so funny that it's like five guys and then four ladies with Jonathan. Yeah, that is funny. Romeo's now in trouble. Yeah, let's go back to the boys. Back to the back boys. to the boys. We have more Omar mocking Roxroy. Romeo calls Mike a hundred years old. Like, what the fuck? Romeo's just like fucking wilding out like he do. And he's just like, oh, I'm in the worst position ever. I have fucking gotten to a fight with High this morning. I don't have any commonalities with these people. Mike is like fucking turning to dust before my eyes. (laughs) Um, Omar only wants to play with Play-Doh people. Yes. People that he can mold. <laughs> <laughs> Where Roxroy is like, men are rigid, and I am banking on that. I'm banking on some rigid men in this tribe. It gets borderline homoerotic, and we love it. But it's also just like kind of playing into funny tropes of like, I'm banking on them having committed to the dude alliance and just being like... But Romeo wasn't in it. So men forge left. a path yeah. and stick with it. So that's what my trust is built upon that. I feel like I missed the moment when high, like Mike became high as like number one. I don't know. I yeah. feel like I'm not fully in on this. Like yeah. maybe it hasn't been given enough footage or like something, but I feel like that's kind of coming out of the blue. Now, like Matt, I knew that they were like aligned. It's a carryover but from like a fucking number one. It's interesting. It's like a carryover from early in the season. I am a little surprised how much deference he feels the need to yeah, pay to Mike. Of that's, like, I have it's to, surprising. I need his blessing on uh-huh. this or else it's a no go. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me. It's, Maybe an interesting card to have in his back pocket. You know, I don't know. Not the worst thing in the world. Especially because Mike does acquiesce to his point of view. But should he be so vocal about Mike being his number one? I don't know. I don't think that's ever a good move. You should never show your cards as far as how close your alliances are. On the other hand, Omar is a little more interested in working with Romeo and targeting Roxroy than going with the group and voting off Romeo tonight. Because Roxroy is very rigid, you know. Yes. Roxroy exactly. has his yep. mindset and does what he wants, where Romeo is willing to do what Omar wants. Which is good. I mean, <coughs> there's a lot of talk, and I, I do. I think, I think I am backing Omar to win the season. I really hope he can pull it through, and I hope that when he's in the, if he gets the position of being before the jury, I hope he can make the case for himself convincingly that he was being as insightful and manipulative as he is. I have lost my love for Jonathan, but Omer's non-commitment to Jonathan, like two episodes ago, still rubs you the wrong way. I, John, I do not want Omer to win. Like you can't like, he was your number one, and you were not at all willing to back he, him. He told That's Jonathan he was his number one, but really Marianne was his number one. Like was he, she? That's, I don't in think that moment, so. In that moment, he decided so. to back Marianne I, over Jonathan. Mm, I No, because it was the no. episode before that or something like that. I don't know. But um, my tops right now are definitely fucking Lindsay, Lindsay and Drea. Fuck yeah. Those are my top two, 100%. Power duo. Love Lindsay and Drea. Would I be want very... them to fucking kill it together. I think I like them equally. They're both fucking exactly what I like in a player. Yeah. Both making moves, doing well at challenges, maybe not the one like dominating all the time. Kind of a low-key player, super likable. 
Um, Romeo, oh. on the other hand, calls High a sneaky weasel. Mm. And then uh, Omar's like, Roxroy is increasingly hard to work with. And High, this is when High says he needs Mike's blessing to vote to go with yeah, the Roxroy vote. 100%. Mike is very hesitant to like. I agree that Roxroy is a problem. I agree that we should vote off Roxroy, but the thing is, I gave him my word, so that's like that's a non-starter. I for can't me. come off like I don't keep my word because right now my word's all I have, and like that would look bad to the other people in our alliance. Exactly. I don't know how I feel about this hang-up of Mike's. I think it makes sense to a point, but like to be like, oh, it's like my integrity hill. I'm gonna die on. Especially he breaks it anyway. I don't so. think it's even that. I honestly think that he just really wanted to get out Romeo over Roxroy at this one. I feel like he felt like he could get rid of Romeo and keep Roxroy a little bit longer because Roxroy is ultimately like wanting to do the same thing as him this vote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and he is into the dude alliance situation. Are you ready to go check on the ladies and Jonathan? I think we should. Okay. So, Tori is the easy target, initially. Yeah, Jonathan kind of sees this current split up as an opportunity for him to make a move. And Tori does initially seem like maybe the one he would go for. I really wish we lived in the alternative timeline where Jonathan didn't win and then was like, let's be the four ladies who get the big guy out. Oh, that'd be great. Wouldn't that have been wonderful? Like, yeah, I would have loved that. The people who finally get the giant man out are the four ladies working together. That would have been super fucking cool. Yeah. It's like ladies versus Goliath ladies versus gigantoid. Um, is it mean to call him gigantoid? Maybe he's not like giant. <laughs> um, he is giant. He's four men. He's just muscular. He's like Hulk Hogan mixed with Godzilla. He's not like in charge of a train. He's like the eighth wonder of the world. A foreman. Aren't foremen's four in charge men? of trains? Where did four? Oh, because I said he's like four men. <laughs> Good joke. But, um, um, but Jonathan isn't going for Tori. He's going for Drea. And uh, we learn this through this interesting conversation he has with Marianne, where he's being very domineering with her. I'm going to be the big man on campus, and I'm going to say who votes for who, finally, because now I get to be a big man because there's only ladies allowed. You do, You make him sound like a pro wrestler. Really <laughs> he with the feels like a pro wrestler in my brain. He'll probably be a pro wrestler in like five years. He's um, like wrestling these ladies around mentally. He's wrestling my patience this mm, episode. Just tell kidding. me about it. But he is like, I don't think he comes across very well in this interaction. And it makes me wonder a little bit if his cool guy persona has a little bit been a sham this whole time and this bubbling rage is just beneath the surface the whole time. I want control. I want precious. And Marianne isn't always my favorite no. castaway. But even, I mean, I I can't help but side with her in this interaction. And she definitely walks away feeling like strong-armed and irritated. And so that pisses like that pisses off Marianne. So Marianne goes to talk to Lindsay and is like, Lindsay, what Isn't the fuck? Isn't it Tori? Doesn't she go talk to Tori? Um, I think she talks to Tori and Lindsay because like they're supposed to be the like whoever for with Omer. Okay. So she like goes and tattles to Lindsay to make Lindsay go talk to Jonathan. I thought Tori is the person that Marianne 
tends to go to right away as like her secret tea spill. I mean, she maybe went there first. Maybe. I just didn't have it in my notes because I tend to avoid Tori. Well, and then Jonathan tells Drea that he's going to Marianne as going for Marianne as part of his plan to get Drea out. Right. Drea, though, very wary of Jonathan. But you're right. Jonathan and Lindsay do eventually talk. And Lindsay just gets full on annoyed with him. And is just like, Jonathan, you're not strategic at all. You're real fucking stupid. <laughs> just listen to me. Why would you ever put Mary Na- Marianne's name out there? Because like, if Drea does play her idol, then it's Marianne that goes home stupid when we've got Tori sitting on a golden platter. He's completely not thinking through the consequences of the vote that he's proposing. And when she's breaking it down for him, gets irritated, but then is like, wait, what now? You know, like needing to like have her further explain what she's laying out. And he full on gets super fussy with her and is like, you're not listening. You're getting all worked up and you're not listening to me. Well, he's literally you're getting worked up one, and not listening to yes. her. Um, but he just feels like immunity is the time to go hard in the paint, which I guess it means like <laughs> go hard lose. in the paint. He literally says immunity. When you have immunity, it's the time to go hard in the paint, which he interprets as like blowing your cool and <laughs> low key freaking out on multiple people. That's hilarious. And then we roll into tribal, the boys tribal, the all boy tribal. Jeff's got his slicked back old man vibe hair coming in uh yes he is definitely looking haggard he looks like he lives on a fucking island he looks like half skeleton yes like his dad was a skeleton and his mom was an island girl (laughs) island girl like the elton john song We'll go out on Island Girl. Okay, I love it. Thank you. We'll come back from break from on Island break. Girl. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, and so Roxroy says that it was like a mellow day back at camp. Everyone's eating coconuts and just chilling. We were just dude who ignored our tough choice. Where this right here is when you know Roxroy is not a big survivor guy because... <laughs> The minute you're comfortable, Roxroy, you know that you're gone. Yeah, that's tough. So what you doing, Roxroy? He goes to vote first, and the votes come in, Jackie. Yeah. It's one vote for Romeo, mm-hmm. and it's three votes for Roxroy. He is so fucking sad. The first thing he says is, ouch. And then he's, oh, way to go, guys. Way to go, guys. I don't think it was like an excited way to go, guys. No. It was definitely like a way to go, guys. Like fuck you guys we were supposed to be the guys alliance and now you fucked me over fuck off he gets like a a sea of rocks from the group and and has to go sit over cheyenne yeah he's pretty stoic chanel chanel there's no one named cheyenne no season chanel he's pretty stoic though i like roxroy and then he says to chanel i hope they freeze Mm -hmm. he's real bitter he is a bitter betty bitter daddy bitter betty bitter daddy okay Sure. <laughs> Hashtag Roxroy bitter daddy. is a bitter daddy. Thank you. Um, okay, and then we get the other tribal walking tribal on in. Number two. And Drea is fucking gagged. So Marianne is upset at that seeing Roxroy's on the jury. I feel like Marianne and Drea both have reactions to that, right? Uh 
she when Jeff is kind of talking to her about like how does it feel, what does it mean to you that Roxroy was the person voted off? She's like trying to play game, but looks genuinely like she's struggling with processing that vote. And she's like, I don't know what it means. I'm I'm not sure what that means. I'm I'm taking it in still. Yeah. It's like it's a huge thing. I mean, I'm sure it would be a huge thing to be a black person or any minority and only and look over at the jury and only see people in a shared minority sitting over there. Like yeah. that is a very pointed and a very heavy feeling to feel. Luckily we're most definitely the people best equipped to speak on it. Not at all. Just kidding. Um, but Drea, like you can just tell that she does have something that she's turning it over in her head yes. throughout this beginning part of the tribal. Um, Jeff is also talking to Drea a lot and Drea says something about like, Oh, it's always black contestants that go. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. And that's happening now. And I'm pissed off. And this is like a reset moment. It's a game changer. Yeah. I'm playing my fucking idol tonight, bitches. And you better fucking watch out, but way more gracefully said. And then Tori's like, she supports Drea, um, even if she doesn't necessarily agree with her perspective. So it's an interesting d- thing to kind of throw out there. But she's kind of like, walked, she's playing the fence. Yes. You, know? you are going, you had planned on voting Drea out. That was the intention of this tribal. And she kind of low key calls Drea like paranoid and emotionally crazy. Like she like calls her pair. Even if Drea is being paranoid, emotional and crazy, I support her truth. It's like not really support. No. And then we have Marianne who like turns to them and tries to whisper, but Marianne can't whisper. No. So basically just like, <laughs> you guys, I might as well just say it. I can't vote for Drea. Like I can't do it. Like I can't vote out another black person. She's like, very emotional. Yeah. And it's fine. Uh-huh. Um, I'm curious how Roxroy feels about all this in this moment, just because I feel like he maybe does have a little bit more of a conservative, not mm-hmm. even like politically conservative, but just more button down, keep to yourself type attitude. I just wonder how, and I don't know one way or the other. I'm not predicting either. I'm just curious. It's interesting that he's on the jury and can't really weigh in at all. I wish he could. I wish that like we weren't far behind so we could go look at his Twitter or something and like, mm see if he released any articles i've got rock story's twitter here and it's just reviews of different shoes <laughs> just different shoe reviews ladies shoes no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just hundreds of pictures of ladies feet in shoes e. but like okay. tennis shoes like not like sexy shoes just okay like, just tennis shoes love it you wouldn't even tell it's a lady's foot if you couldn't my god okay so it's taking like a macro <laughs> world problem and turning it into like a micro survivor problem and then Jonathan is just like, I feel like everyone's calling me a racist right now. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm Jonathan. Not, I want to put it on the record. I'm not a racist. Yes, you are. Well, Incredibly. It's not. <laughs> I don't know if that's fair. It's not fair to I mean, everyone has implicit of bias. Course, of course, and of if course. you don't like acknowledge that and like your first gut reaction is like, Oh, you're calling me a racist. There's probably a large amount of implicit bias that you haven't started to unpack and like analyze as a person. All I'm saying is, while it's not a good look for Jonathan, it's also not a great look to be like, you're incredibly racist person. I didn't say that. Uh, That's exactly what you said. (laughs) 
I mean, I jokingly roll, whispered, "You're a racist." Roll back the tape on the pod, but I'm rolling back. I didn't the tape. say incredibly. Did I say incredibly? Excuse me, I'm rolling back the tape. Jonathan's incredibly racist. Ding, 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 ding. That's my racist bell. <laughs> oh my god! All right. <laughs> Uh, I know. Um, it's, it's shocking. It's shocking. That he then it. takes the step of calling Drea aggressive. <laughs> and it's like fucking like how how unwoke white man can you be then to call a black woman expressing her feelings aggressive? Like, seriously, dude? Like, really you doubling, can't look yeah. any worse than you look right now. Doubling down. Can you even see past all yeah. that egg on your face, Double, bro? Doubling down on bad decisions, Jonathan, no. really. Um, and then Drea says not to call her aggressive. And Jonathan's like, you are aggressive. And he just should keep quiet at this point. He should really just quiet down. Can I say, okay, if Jonathan's listening. Jonathan, we know you're a listener. Here's how I would explain it to him. Like, Jonathan, as a large physical threat, (laughs) if you looked over there and only saw two large physical threats... How would you feel? Like, you can't compare. But, like, as Drea, she could, like, well, maybe explain it this way to I him. I think like, it, it is pretty well explained to him when she just goes into, like, oh, I love you, Jonathan. I'm not calling you racist. This isn't, like, anything directed at you. This is a broader thing we're talking about. I. It's, like, it's just that whole thing of I don't think it's necessary to call Jonathan racist, but it is just indicative of it's not about you. It's not this personal attack on you. It's just we're talking about this broader thing, and it's the opposite of helpful to have this knee-jerk defensive reaction to these type of conversations, right? Yeah. It, it's just like it's an impediment. It's putting it, it's centering it upon you in a way that's weird, in a way that does make people be like, well, what are you so, me think the Lady Doth protests too much, right, type shit. <laughs> I'm just like settle down buddy like if you're not a racist you don't need to be so worried about people thinking you're a racist right yeah um white people also just hate to be called a racist like white people react violently to any type of suggestion that they have some type of racial blind spot and the more racist you are the more violently you react to that suggestion (laughs) i love it um marianne makes this good point of like depending on the privilege that we entered this game with our one in 18 chance is either bigger or smaller. Like, yeah. which that's is a, like a valid, super like good thing to bring up. It's absolutely it cool. true. Right. You're not all on the same even footing, right? You don't all come in with the same odds of winning the million dollars. Most definitely. And then they do something that I haven't seen done very often, if ever, question mark. I know it's probably done at least once before. And it's, I don't know. Is it like, I don't know why it's necessary, but it's like, if you feel the need to have just a less formal tribal, just a hangout tribal we're baby. we about real life stuff. So maybe we just discuss who we're going to vote off. Right. And Babes then it's just like. In the woods. I guess because they both know that. Mary and Andrea will be playing their idols. They just hand them over. No, Jonathan straight up at straight up asks. So, like, do they hand over their idols or what? Is it because they said they were like they don't have to, but it's because they made the decision to earlier and said they were going to. But then Jonathan brings it up. Jonathan's like, so are they going to play their idols and then we get going or what? And then 
Jeff's like, well, that's up to them, man. Yes, like, yes. Well, but then they hand them over, and Jeff's like, good job, guys, which is also a confusing thing to say. Good right? job for playing your idols. Um. So then it's down to either Tori or Lindsay. It's going to be one of them two for sure who's going home. So it's just, okay, since we're having informal hangout, you know, cross our legs and sit around the fire, I won't say powwow because that's insensitive. That is very in- culturally <laughs> have to inappropriate. And allude to it. Because uh, uh, we're having hangout tribal, shaggy tribal baby. Uh, just let's talk. It's one of the two. Who's it going to be? Lori or Tori or Lindsay, right? Well, or and combine them together and vote off Lori. And here's the thing. It's like, Tori's like, I have a feeling you're like Lynn leaning towards keeping Lindsay. <laughs> right. And everyone is like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, she's like, well, then fucking tell me why. I want to know why you're keeping her over me. Like, tell me why you hate me. Yeah, I, uh, and they don't really, they don't, it's just like, we just, uh, Everyone tells her, and then she decides to play her shot. Is it silly for Lindsay to not play her shot? I don't know. She is smartly just very quiet and chill while Tori kind of just, like, self-immolates. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, I did think it was kind of weird that Lindsay didn't play her shot in the dark, but maybe she just didn't feel the need. Maybe she didn't even think to. I don't know. I would have. I think I would have felt the need to if Tori was playing hers. I would play it all the time, I feel like. You could only play it one time. Oh, really? Yeah, you play it once and then it's gone. (laughs) That's why. Jeff, I want to play my shot. And you don't get a vote. I would ask. But in this case, (laughs) it's like, Lindsay, your vote is pretty much mute. So, like. Moot. Moot. Yeah, sorry. You might as well fucking play it because, like, when are you going to need it again? Maybe not, hopefully, again. So, like, this might be have been the time. But. Tori's not safe. Yep. We and haven't so seen anyone Tori successfully play their shot in the dark, have they? Nope. Yep. So it's Tori. She, when she gets snuffed, she's like, no. Well, she also said, I knew God could have made a mistake, but it looks like he didn't. And it's like, right. what I, the fuck? If I was meant to stay, I would have picked the right scroll. So it's it's God's choice. It was it, in it his was, hands. It was God. God did this. I'm he decided sad. it was time for me to go sit on that jury bench. I'm sad to see Roxroy gone, but if it if he's like if he's the sacrifice to get Tori out of there, it's worth it. Yes. Well, should we take a quick break and come back and do episode nine? Apps of fucking lootly. Number nine. Number number nine. Number nine. Number nine.
Welcome back. Talking episode 9 of Survivor 42, as promised, coming in to Island Girl. Who did I say was an Island Girl? Your mom. Because my mom's a big girl, standing <laughs> 6 foot 10. 6 foot 3? I think did it, it say 3? Did it say 3? I'm pretty sure. That'd be a lot more believable. It would be. 6 foot 10 is pretty crazy. <laughs> Who did I, why did I say we'd come back on Island Girl? I don't remember. Did you write it down? Yeah, it says Island Girl right here in my notes. Huh. It's underlined. Who did well, I call? Did I call Romeo an Island Girl? Lindsay? Omar? Omar? He's my Island Girl. Tori? Marianne? I guess they're all my Island Girl. Everyone's an Island Girl. Island Girl. All right. Let's roll in to episode nine with a happy, happy high. Number nine. Number, number nine. Number nine. I is very happy. He's feeling like the puppet master, like he orchestrated the last vote. And Mike, on the other hand, is feeling mm. quite upset. Really struggling at having had to break his word and send double R home. So he confides in Omer. And then Omar turns around and starts stirring some fucking t- drama tea. Mike is worried that he's letting High play his game for him and that he's just becoming a pawn. And yeah, Omar, who loves to imitate gruff guys, mm-hmm. he was doing Roxroy last episode. Now he's all over his Mike impersonation. I'm the big man, Mike. He's like, oh, Mikey, no likey. That's like he, like, straight up borderline caveman Mike's life. Aww. And. Yeah, he's really he's really stoking the animosity between him and High. He's really low key just turning Mike against High a hundred percent. We then have Lindsay confiding to Omer about Jonathan. Everyone's just spilling the tea to Omar. Yeah, see, he's in such a good position. He's definitely going to win. Mm. Everyone, or at least Lindsay and Omar, but I feel like the consensus consensus has shifted that uh jonathan's just a big dum-dum i think so i mean i think even the mood on the pod we used to love him now it's just distasteful i mean we all hate jonathan now down with we're jonathan. all over him we're all, he's been canceled we're all omar him <laughs> jonathan's been canceled hashtag cancel jonathan hashtag cancel jonathan and his daddy and, you know, they decide to go idol hunting now that two have been played. Because Lindsay's looking to sever the John, her Jonathan partnership specifically. Yes. She wants out of it and an idol's a nice clean break. But she walks right by it. And you know who finds it? Marianne. She's and you know with, who it's Did you say from? that she's out with Omar yeah. idol hunting? Yeah, her hand literally is like a couple of feet away from where it is. But yeah. no luck. And then later when Marianne is just dry wood firewood hunting not even looking for the idol specifically she finds it and decides to keep it a secret but what who's it from from the survivor gods no she specifically says it's from jesus does she yes well she says that she's the idol is from jesus are you kidding me Jesus gave her that idol well she says it's a jesus idol she also says that she's literally shooketh i am literally shooketh like she's some be shook. M- modern neo aristocrat bourgeoisie Marie Antoinette lady straight out of Bridgerton. Hot. 
hot. I don't, <laughs> but ironically hot, meaning it's bad hot. Yes, like H A W T hot. I think that's still good though, isn't it? Um, depends on how you use it. And then I think she says that finding an idol validates her both morally and strategically, <laughs> which is a huge eye roll moment for me. Finding an idol. Most Marianne talking heads are eye roll moments for me. Not going to lie. It's honestly not really a strategic or moral win. It's on, It's not a moral win at all, unless you believe God is rewarding you for being a good person with an idol. Because <laughs> I guess you're an insane person. Or it's like strategically, I guess looking for the idol is strategic, but it's kind of just happenstance and luck. Yeah. Well, you are crazy. Um. Yeah. Should we go to immunity? I sh- think or reward. we shall. I believe it's reward. It actually. is reward, and it's day eighteen. It's a rainy day eighteen, a and very, yes, it is reward, Cody. Very rainy. They're maneuvering sandbags through an obstacle course. The sandbags on a pedestal, and then when through, they need to throw the sandbags and land it on a platform. And what are they playing for? Overnight at a sanctuary with pizza and beer. <laughs> the water again <laughs> looks very choppy and crazy. There are eight days re- remaining, so slightly over a week. So this could be the key to pushing you over that edge that you need. Over that hill, over that humpy hill, mm. so that you can slide on into the finish line. Uh, I got there. I got you there. You got listeners. there. You got there. It's fucking crazy watching this season right after finishing Australia, how long Australia took and that we're almost oh my God. done with this fucking season. Fucking tell me. It was crazy. like Australia went on, t- like, it was like you had way more people because, like, here it was 18, there it was 24. Yes. It went on, they were and releasing fucking three episodes a three week. three people back. They brought three people back and they were out there for like 45 days. Bitches. That's fucking crazy. Bitches. It's so much more hardcore so much more hardcore even the challenges well and it's like even though you don't get food and shit on america like i think the longevity required is intense do you hope they go back to a more elongated season after this one i don't like the minis the minis aren't quite as fun to me i i think it's like made for like binge society get it done quick i think it's a covid thing i think it's in response to covid specifically maybe hmm okay well we'll see so yeah. The they... water is crazy. Jonathan takes an early lead. But Hi, Lindsay are right behind him with Drea close behind that. And then just out of nowhere, Lindsay wins, I feel like. That's what I have in my notes. Do you have anything more than nope, that? Nope, I literally have Lindsay wins heart yay. It happens very quickly. Yes. She's picking who to bring. I'm slightly surprised with her choices. Jonathan's whimpering and Omar kind of just looks like a soaking wet puppy, which he looks like after any water based challenge. So funny. And his ostrich shirt. And yeah, his ostrich. Iconic Omar ostrich. Uh, And she says that she's choosing based on who hasn't gotten much yet. Yeah. She picks Omar and Mike. Specifically thinking like rewards equal food and with so little food provided to you this season. If you haven't gotten reward, you've probably had very, very little to eat over the last 18 days. And like could really probably use some fucking food. It's a real, you know, practical deflect some judgment way to go about choosing. So the cold, but back, 
Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go, go, go. So we're with the losers, the non-sanctuary goers. And high, fucking high, the gem of a man that he is. High as in, okay, fucking Lindsay, Drea, high. You like high, huh? Those are my top three, I think. Even though high is a little fussy sometimes? Uh, You know what? I can get over high's fussiness because if you look at high's fussiness compared to other people's fussiness... I think it's minimal. Sure. Fair. Or at least comparable. And And more likable. Exactly. High has these gem moments. Like when he's like, um, the misery is finite. It's temporary. Like we, we have a very firm ending to this. Like to put this into perspective of like life for people who don't like, this is like, like or even not being, even going so melodramatic with right. it, but just that, like, yeah, you know, we're you know how many days you have left specifically, and you're fucking playing for a million dollars. Hold it, yes. hold it out. You can there, do it. And also, it's like a little humbling thinking of the fact that, like, oh, it is finite and temporary for me. Like, I, I do have comfort and food and sanctuary, like, waiting for me. That yeah, is. No. How something hard would waiting it be for me, yeah, not like, knowing yeah, that. If it was indefinite, exactly, if, or I think that's forever. that's like kind of something that he toys with, not like so, um, point like pulling heartstrings, but like mm. he does touch on that, and I think that was a nice moment. No, that is a nice moment. That it, that must be an interesting thing to begin to grapple with when you play Survivor. That mm-hmm. hopefully you do kind of have that introspection. And High seems like an introspective type of fellow. Absolutely. The cold and the rain are beginning to get to Marianne, though. Mm-hmm. She's having a hard time with that. Um, Romeo is just saying that he's cold 24-7. And, oh, yeah, and Hi, yeah, you're right. Because Hi, Hi was poor as a child, he says. Yeah. So, like, that's also an interesting touchstone that he kind of brings to it. Absolutely. But he is also open to work with Lindsay. So hopefully that fosters into a beautiful relationship. Uh, wouldn't it be great if it was high Lindsay, Lindsay and Drea. Drea as a final three? They're not and the they three have, who like, fucking have the alliance amulet thing together, are they? No, it's Romeo, Drea, and Marianne, I believe. I don't think Marianne's one of the three, is she? Mm, I think she is. We'll have to check. We'll have to go back. We will. And remember, we're still trying to think of who high and Mike would play on the Snatch game. <laughs> Okay. Oh, fuck. I totally forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me. We said, I don't remember who we even said. Oh, you know who Mike should play? The fucking uh, lead from um, The Sound of Music. Oh, okay. That's interesting. What's her name? I don't know. And then she plays like the old lady in, uh, or like the grandma in The Princess Diaries. Interesting. Oh, maybe. What about, have you ever seen Arrested Development? What if, uh, kind of. What if he played the mom on that show, Mike? I couldn't tell you what. You need like kind of like a squinty. What if he played Kim Jong Un's mom? You need like kind of like a. Oh, you shouldn't cross racial lines, probably. What if he played Pizza Rat? Okay, we're gonna continue because this is no longer fun. Oh, uh, oh <laughs> I mean, you're Pizza Rat. If you pay, played fucking Pizza Rat, that's what you're telling me is a good drag race option fair, fair. when you can't even Rest like what respond if he played Lauren, to... Lauren Straney what if he played Lauren you can't Straney? play another drag queen that's like I can't think of anyone good for Mike I'm just trying to get into the right crowd I don't know if he can Julia pull... Child you need like someone who's got like a rougher Julia Child's pretty good because I almost said Meryl Streep Julia Child's good or Meryl Streep 
Okay. And High could play Tinkerbell. <laughs> um, so Lindsay and them are on the reward. They're at the Survivor Sanctuary slash spa. Hell fucking yeah, they are. There's like these bizarre echoey voice clips that they hear, right? Of like their themselves or their loved ones. And no, it's like uh, their loved ones. And then it turns out that, yeah, they have these like very cool old school projector like yeah like materializes into like a family photo clip show kind of yeah like videos and stuff Lindsay's first you see clips from her family her sibling and her folks during mike's portion he's very old man just like in like a nice way yeah just like oh this is this person this is and oh look it's like mike oh i can't believe it it's my daughter like he's like half amazed at seeing the images projected and half very sentimental so that's a sweet moment and then you see omer's girlfriend and cat yeah he's got a cute lady girlfriend and cat uh, <laughs> Mike is also like a grandpa, like showing you photos from his wallet. Absolutely. He's like a dinosaur, like Romeo said. Mike's trophy wife is mm. like his, you know, his Vava to the Vumi. His Vava Voom wife. I don't remember what she looks like, honestly. Well, I said Mike. I have Mike's trophy wife in my notes, so I okay. assume that Vava Voom is appropriate. Cool. But we'll leave it at that. I, I love it. Respect for Mike. <laughs> Okay, and... here's another fucking moment that makes me not love Omer so much. He straight up lies yes. to turn Mike against High. It is it is an interesting, like, full-on heel turn, full-on turn towards villainy for Omar. I don't know how to feel about it. I didn't expect him to take a, t- a villain turn, and it's, like, not sitting well with me, I feel like. He's like, yeah, he's really trying to put that wedge between Mike and High. He says High called Mike a puppet that he can just get Mike to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And then Mike is like, I know it's the truth because it makes sense. I know. And it's like, (laughs) no, no, it doesn't. He's like, I looked Omar in his eyes and I saw the truth. And Omar is just full on lying to him. So sad. Um, Mike also tells Lindsay that he's like eternally grateful to her for bringing him on this reward and that he now has a Wookiee life debt. Oh, that's cute. Uh, oh, that was a good one. That was pretty good. That, I, don't do it I'll again. Never, I delivered that one moment on the pod. And then, uh, yeah, Lindsay tells Omar and Mike about her amulet powers. So totally. Lindsay is one of the amulet people. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. Should we roll into immunity? We certainly fucking shall. So rolling into immunity. <laughs> no pun intended there. Jeff is all like, hi, and Jonathan, boys, gotta take them back in his classic Southern twang and takes the immunity idols back. All right, y'all, now listen up for this next challenge, you hear? Okay, folks, gather round. Challenge breakdown. Don't you know, eh? Don't you know, eh? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Jeff's classic Wrong. blending of Wrong. accents. Accent. Accent roulette with Jeff Probst. Dun dun dun. Roll them. Roll them. Roll them. Scandinavian. South Pacific. Mandarin. Hmm. Let's hear him, Jeff. Nope. Cody, I cannot condone this bit. This is my Barack Obama again. <laughs> Stop. So they have to balance a ball um, on, on a bow. Boomerang. Oh, a boomerang? 
And then it was I mean, like a bow. It, it looks kind of like a boomerang. Okay, well, those are kind of similar shapes, right? Yeah. And while on a balance beam. And then I drew they have a to, picture of it in my notebook. Well, that's going to help the See? listener. Oh, that clears it up. It is, okay, it is kind of just like an upside down, like triangular, you know, like it's a like a peak. So it kind of goes up in the middle and it can curve down on either side. So with a ball, you can imagine that it would be difficult. But it's not pointy. No, it's not pointy. So it's boom, curved. You know. Yeah, it's a boomerang. Exactly. Or a bow. Same thing. So. <laughs> and then you're also oh, like standing a bow up. And, I was thinking like a hair bow. No, like a I'm bow like, from a bow and arrow. It really doesn't look like a hair bow. And if you have to move down the balance beam. Which narrows, making it progressively harder as the challenge goes on. So Mike is out <laughs> first, almost immediately, and then high. And right from jump, Marianne is looking like she's having a hard time. And then pretty quickly after that, Romeo is out. Yeah, and then... A Homer. lot of that this season, of just people quickly dropping in a fast succession. And then it's like, okay, who do we have left to kind of like actually have a challenge with? Now, Marianne isn't out, but she sure is freaking out. She's white-knuckling it. I also have that Omar, when he went out, he was very stylish about it. He did like a little pirouette. Because hmm. he's a fancy man and we love him. But did you draw it in your notebook? Omar's pirouette? Yeah, I've got it around here somewhere. Let me see. Is it where that uh, penis is? Yep, <laughs> I was going to show you a picture of the dick that you drew in my notes weeks ago. That you drew, I'll take note of. What? Uh, you keep making me lose my spot. I'm trying to say uh less, but it doesn't uh, help when you make you me know. flip around. So Marianne is white knuckling it. And they do a non-live transition where Correct. you get to settle the ball and move down the plank and then it starts back up. Jonathan goes so far as to step fully off the platform and then step back on. I mean, no one calls him on it. Well, you, you, it's a non-live yeah. transition, so I, it's totally fine. I mean, is that the thing to do? Give your feet a little break? I do. Or think, does it break your... Sorry. I, I was going to say that I do think that those resting moments are probably helpful. Hmm. I, you might be right that there might be something to be said about does it kind of break you of your rhythm? Right. A little bit or like, especially to get on and off of it gives your, it gives your feet like a break, but in a way that it's no longer used to the pain. Yeah. So you have to get used to it all over again and maybe a non positive way. Can't you almost imagine standing on that, especially when you get to the more narrow portion and you can like almost feel the board where, where it is in your foot. And then when you step on the ground, you get that weird, almost vertigo feeling. And then stepping back on the board would probably be very disconcerting. Exactly. But fuck, it doesn't fucking mess Jonathan up too badly, right? Mm, not too badly. Well, let's continue. Cause maybe I don't remember how this ends. So Marianne is in out pretty quickly after the first non live transition. In classic PG Marianne fashion, she says fiddlesticks instead of fuck this shit. Fiddlesticks. And then Drea very gracefully falls out. She like calmly grabs her ball as she falls. And steps. And then it's Lindsay versus Jonathan. Mm -hmm. And I like, honestly, it happens so quickly that there's almost nothing to talk about except just rattle off. This person and then that yeah, person. No, it's another very quick challenge. That's what I'm noticing a lot about this season so far is like things are going pretty quickly. Yeah. And it's like often due to Jonathan. He's not helping. And the challenge and the challenges have been really like difficult 
for some for these contestants castaways i feel like with 41 it felt really accelerated until around the merge and then it kind of felt like it settled into a normal season of survivor i feel like jonathan's presence is preventing that settling from happening a little bit a little so i'm a little no i'm sorry go go i was gonna say i'm a little nervous because jonathan's had to like recover a lot in this balance and lindsay's been really like solid she's like statuesque so i'm worried that when she has to recover that it's not going to be like a positive thing and she's going to totally lose it but she does well with recovery there's this moment where there's 30 seconds left before the next non-live transition and jonathan is struggling and he's twisting around and grunting and like literally they do the five second countdown and he barely makes it mm-hmm. under the wire without falling out. And then they get to the, the most difficult slash narrow section of the plank. And yes. Jonathan's feet are so big, they're like hanging off of it. They can barely get on it at the same time. It's like pretty difficult for him to maintain any type of balance on this. They can't be abreast of him, his two feet. They can't be side by side. No. He has to like surfboard it or skateboard it with one in front of the other. And he's not doing hot. No. Right away he's got lots of ball movement and then, and I'm not talking about the challenge. Oh God. Lots of ways he's got lots of ball movement for the challenge. <laughs> and then he's out and Lindsay wins. It's the age Yay, of Lindsay. Lindsay. Two in a row. Our hippie Mother Earth goddess, Fuck Lindsay. Yeah, let's go on a Lindsay streak. I want her to get like six in a row. Go, Lindsay Queen. Go, Queen. Go, Queen. Back at hashtag go, Queen. Dethrone the king, high, says Mike. Yeah, Mike is so happy that high didn't win. Mm-hmm. That's all he cares about. And then high is so happy that Jonathan didn't win, and he's going for Jonathan. Exactly. High pitches to Mike. Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. okay. Hi, I just my note was confusing. Hi <laughs> goes to Mike and pitches him on voting for Jonathan. Yes. And Mike like really leans into like being super agreeable and oh, I'm gonna be High's puppet for today, but secretly mm-hmm. I'm gonna Yeah. High has no idea that Mike is like a hundred percent gunning for him. Just harboring deep hatred for him at this I, point. I'm a little surprised with how like um oblivious high as being well i just yeah, the thing about mike is he's all heart no strategy so he's very easy just to set in a certain direction he was very into being partnered with high until he was very easily turned against high and now he's just 100 percent in that different direction true and i guess maybe high is just overestimating how I don't, if you were to ask Hai, I don't think Hai would think that he would say that he has a puppet master relationship with Mike. No, not at all. Especially because he deferred to him so much for the Roxroy vote. But I do think he would not expect Mike's loyalty to waver to him. Maybe. Maybe he would think Especially Mike is more of a basic player. Point. Yeah. Not to the point of straight up gunning for him. Yeah, like hating him at this point. Mm-hmm. It basically comes down to like Dre or High versus Jonathan. Who's it going to be? Yeah. Mike just full on going for High, thinking that he made him look bad at the Roxroy vote and he's just playing him. He's playing me's. Fucking love Dre and Lindsay. High tells Jonathan he has an idol. What do you think about this moment where Drea is contemplating voting for High and she's all like, 
I can just imagine my husband watching this and being like, why did you not vote for high? He's so obviously the mm-hmm. dangerous person to get out. I mean, I love the like insightful back and reflection of like, if I was at home, what would my game be? But I also like so often it's like you don't you can't feel that when you're in it. Yeah. But it is very insightful to be able to take a step back and be like, okay, if I was observing this, what would I feel like I need to do? Try to get that perspective. Yes. Try to like have your husband on your shoulder, kind of like angel and deviling it, trying or to see his perspective. Being a parrot whispering in your ear. Mm. Ah. I'm your husband. I'm your husband. Are you saying ah, that Harry Dre is married ah. to a parrot or just a man with a big nose? Neither. And bird-like features. None. Well, what if she finds that attractive? Well, and he sure. raps, and he's all like, oh. He does like the... A bird call? You know how that was or popular for a bit. he just does bird calls. Yeah, maybe he's having a big maybe year. Maybe he's a... What are those people? What They're not called birdies. Ornithologist? I don't know if that's it. I think that might be an eye doctor. Okay. But well, you know what I do know? What? That people who go birding, who go looking for birds and go bird watching, they call... The uh-huh. number of years, the number of years, you threw me off. The number of birds they see in a year, if it's like a fruitful amount, having a big year, mm. gonna have a big year, gonna go fucking see a lot of birds. Let's go have a big year, baby. <laughs> it's just bird Not watching. Bird, baby. Bird, right. baby. That's what Drea um, said to her bird husband. 100%. Are you ready for this tribal bitch? Almost. High tells, I do just, there's just one moment that I find funny where High is feeling like he's going to assage Jonathan and when he tells him about the idol. relieve him of any worry about going into the vote. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to vote for Romeo. And I found an idol in the bottom of the well. It seems like a weird place to have found an idol. How did you get to the bottom of the well? <laughs> right. And he's like, I'll play it for you if you need, bro. Dude, Alliance, cradle me in your big arms, Jonathan. I'm your little baby. Play Not my idol for it. you. And now Omar's like, maybe I'll fucking try to bring down Jonathan. Maybe I'll try to bring down High. You don't know which of these sloppy bitches I'm going to vote for because I'm also a sloppy bitch, bitch. Hashtag sloppy bitch survivor. All right. Into tribal we go. Lindsay says she hopes she was diplomatic as far as who she brought on reward and that there's no hard feelings. And I think mostly successful in that regard. She also says that they didn't really talk strategy, which then puts people's red flags up. You can't say yeah. that you didn't talk strategy. Don't verbalize it. Yeah, because no. high particularly is like on red alert at that moment. Even if you didn't be like, oh, yeah, we talked a little bit. Like, because it's in response to a question. It's like, oh, of course, like, strategy and things came up, but we mostly just enjoyed the experience. Like, that's the way to fucking pitch it. That is good. High says that the obvious metaphor for this part of the game is that they're all blindfolded, long-distance mm-hmm. runners. I don't know if that's the obvious metaphor. It's certainly a metaphor. Well, because Marianne goes to the Survivor Jenga metaphor. Do you have what she says? No, she just says that we're playing Survivor Jenga. What do you think she means by that? Um, Every pulling pieces and it might topple at any moment if you touch the wrong one. But it's like, what does pulling pieces equate to? Voting someone off? Yeah. Okay. I don't think it works. Um, Lindsay says she's voting to even the playing field. And Jonathan looks super intently listening. Absolutely. He's very worried yes. at that. Well, of course. Right. And then High jumps in to try to assage Jonathan a little bit, being like, but, you know, uh, uh, that could mean anyone, really, because uh, as far as being like a uh, competitive or strong player, that could mean a lot of different things to different people. Relationships or you got a nice smile. 
I like your eyes. Get out of here. Then they go to vote. No one plays anything. No shot in the dark, even. Nope. And then the votes come in, Jackie. What are the votes, Cody? Two for Jonathan. Uh Uh-huh. And did you see this coming? He was so fucking gagged. High was the gaggedest. So gagged, so shocked that he's not even upset. He says, well played, gang. Mm -hmm. That was amazing. Brilliant. OMG. Good luck to all of you, bitches. Big smile from Jonathan. Such a good fucking exit high. He says it was stunning. Yeah. Like, he's just like, oh, wow, I experienced being blindsided. I had no idea it was coming. Can we just all giggle at the fact that the only person who voted with high is Romeo? Oh, that's And hilarious. last episode, they fucking hated each other. Fucking Romeo. I don't know about Romeo. <laughs> what if Romeo wins? I'm a little sad that uh, Romeo lasted beyond high. Yeah, I agree. I would have preferred to see. I'm I'm a little sad that high is gone. He Me was, too. I like high a lot. Thank goodness he made it to jury. Yes. Too bad we don't watch, uh, what's it called? Ponderosa? Yeah. We I don't think they're doing Ponderosa this really? season. That's I don't believe disappointing. so. Something happened last season. Oh, yeah. Shit. Where someone like filed some complaint mm, against somebody, yep. apparently. Okay. I don't know enough to really speak on it, so I'll stop there. Well, and that's the end of our... Episode number nine, Double Down Super Fudge coverage. Because we live in the singularity, we'll end the segment as we began with number nine. And And, uh, yeah, this weekend we'll be catching up. Catch our Survivor 10 and 11 coverage probably coming on Friday. Probably by Friday. By Saturday night. I will guarantee by Saturday night. Sure. Look for some UK coverage. We got some more Whoopi we'll Week coverage coming. All that will be out before Sunday. We got a, a big a big year coming as far you know, that's what podcasters say when they are about to release a lot of coverage. They say I have a big year. Okay. Even though it's just gonna be a week. Yeah, just like with birds. Okay. Because birds are podcasts are the birds of the internet, right? I fucking love it. They're okay. audio birds. All we do is make noise and annoy people. Chirp, 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 chirp. Like content, those birds content. at like 3.30 in the morning when they wake up outside our window. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm going to like let number nine, Revolution 9, play in entirety at the end to finish off episode nine. Word. Follow us at INT Survivor Cast. Cool. Let's do it, babies. Let's do it, baby. Survivor babies. Oh, well, let's take this time. Who do you think's going to win? I'm putting my horses behind Omar, 100%. Now that shoulder man is gone. I'm going to go Lindsay Drea. Lindsay Andrea? It's I'm 50-50. Okay. I think it goes Omar, Drea, Lindsay for me. Give me your top three. You have to rank them. Lindsay, Drea, Mike, I guess, now that High is gone. I like Mike. Hashtag yeah, I, I want to like. be like Mike. Make me. What art, art, article of clothing do you wish of Mike's that you could put on in Whisper and then gain all of his physical powers? Well, clearly his survivor buff. Make me like Mike. And then you get like a Brooklyn accent and you get kind of surly, but also hey, lovable. Hey, yo, get out of here, yeah. Hey, fucks. I can now put out fires slightly better than the average man. I'm Mike the Figer Man. Make me some pasta. 
the and bagels then, are better because of the water. The New me, York water. Give me that the pizza. The water. Pizza rat. I would play pizza rat in you, Snatch Game. You, I'd be the pizza rat. You better not talk about my mama. Rule for my Snatch Game, I'm going to be pizza rat. I think I can do it. I can pull it off, Rue. Better not talk about my mama. Mike, I don't know. A, a pizza rat. I, that's a strange choice. I can do it, Rue. I'm going to be the pizza rat for Snatch Game. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Number nine. We've never actually listened to all. We usually play Revolution 9 on our ninth episode, but not the whole song. It's John and Yoko Ono's sound collage, which is a lot of noise. It is just a lot of noise. That's kind of what it feels like right now. Just a whole lot of noise. Well, I guess we'll let it play out. It's sure. Gonna, Five more minutes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Five more minutes? Uh, yeah. No, we cannot play all of this at the end of the episode. No? It wastes so much time. No one's going to listen to all of it. We had fun banter on top it, of it. Well, yeah, but not for four more minutes. Uh... We're at the. It's got five more minutes now. No, so then definitely not for five more minutes. Fuck this. You get nothing. You want to say? Um, be kind and don't murder people.